What is good, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, what's going on with you, homie? I'm out here in Florida in the Sunshine State, sweating like a mofo out here because it is hotter than ever. What's happening with you, homie? I'm chilling. We're getting a little bit of a heat spell up here, but definitely nothing like the kind of things that come when you're in the Florida heat. We have no Florida man stories in DC right now. I look forward <laughs> to never having them up here. Hey, yo, I've heard a rumor that if you just Google uh, Florida man and then your month and date of your birth, you could just always find a, some, a story of some nonsense happening. So it's kind of interesting. So I'm like, dude, Florida is out of control, but it is what it hate. But you know, the weather is good. So I guess I can't be too mad at that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not putting my birthday in there so they could track me with their Florida stories. The media is not talking about it. Oh, God, I'm there. <laughs> Word, right? Coming at the government coming after you. But hey, but yeah, I know, I know you I know you already got warrants out there in the streets, so it's all right. <laughs> it's fresh as hell when the feds watching. Who got them? <laughs> oh man, let's get into it, dude. Um, quickly, I know I'm probably gonna focus on a lot of NFL action this week as usual, but um kind of I know we've been talking about COVID a lot in the past couple of episodes. So but a couple of things actually popped off that I want to actually reference really quickly. I noticed that the NBA came out. They're saying that they're not going to require players to be vaccinated uh, at all uh, throughout the season. Now, I think it's it's been said that about 85% of the players have been vaccinated, which is great, I think, uh, to me, that even though it's not a, not a, a requirement for them, they're willingly doing it anyway. I think that goes to show a lot that, you know, they respect this thing of what's going on and they, they kind of have concern for their, their fellow players and teammates. Now, it has been mandated that the referees and the most NBA staff are, are, are they have to be vaccinated, but not the players. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, in the NFL, it's kind of like up in the air. Um, and even look at the NFL where um, the Buffalo Bills just announced that all they were going to require fans at games to be vaccinated. Um, I think I think beginning with September 26th um, against Washington, I'm going to have to at least have one dose and then the other ones by the October 30th. So what I wanted to get your take on far, as far as the NBA not requiring it and as far as the NFL teams maybe perhaps making some mandates for fans, if not even players at, at some point. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people have such strong views on this and, you know, feel like the NFL looks at things one of two ways, two certain ways, this or that. They care about the, it's all about money, this and that. Uh, one thing that came out recently, I don't know if anybody saw this, but January of this past year, the CDC released a, a study that was authored by them and conjunction, the NFL. Turns out last year, mid middle of the uh, pandemic, or excuse me, two years ago when things started to heat up and uh, we saw the basketball game, you know, everybody was flooding out. They were like, hey, it's closed, whatever. Um, they uh, actually started trying to figure out the NFL, how they could move forward. Roger Goodell was very vocal in meeting with heads of tech. He had gone out to, uh, out west of California to see how big uh, tech companies were dealing with it and was startled at how quiet the, the campuses were. He's like, oh, this is real. It's shutting <laughs> stuff down. Word. Um, and so, you know, all of the mandates, the things, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? tracking devices that the NFL players are wearing, uh, the distancing, the guidelines they had to go through, you know, uh, separating individuals, all of that was in conjunction with the CDC. One of the reasons that they uh, did not move the game for the Denver Broncos was because the Denver Broncos literally cheated the system. And in the quarterback's room, each of them took their wrist things, their wrist monitors, and put it in a corner of the room and then sat together and watched film tape together. And that's what caused their outbreak. Right. Like they were trying to have a very controlled. So, so I only say that to say that the NFL is doing the right thing. They have worked with scientists. They have figured out what works. 
you know, one of the things you'll notice in the news is all of these super spreader events will then people are concerned about having a mutation, right? right Some right. kind of variant that occurs because of all of the transmission. Mm. The NFL has no transmission mutations on record for all of the games, all of the practices, everything they went through the last year because they followed some guidelines, some rules. So now they're saying, hey, you can't be, you have to show some kind of proof of vaccination uh, to play on a team, to be on a coaching staff. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it goes to say it says a lot that you know they're they're doing they're doing what they can. I believe they're doing they're, they're coming up with a lot of certain protocols and certain guidelines. You know, even at practices, games, and things like that. But I mean, I I, I got to say I do applaud the NBA for you know for making certain for certain rules and exceptions and protocols because they're they're doing things like you know they're separating the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. They have to do they have to take a certain tra- travel uh, means separately. They have to eat separately from other one another. They're locker their lockers are being you know um separated from one another so they're doing what they often yep right 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 so they're definitely doing what they can as far as the nfl is concerned you know there have there are certain protocols that are in place for them you know to kind of mandate this you know but i still see a lot of a lot there's gonna be a i feel like there's a lot of players a lot more players within within the nfl coming out with uh bringing bringing announced that they're they're out with covid and things like that so i feel like it's gonna get to a point where if it continues continuously happens, because if we you see high profile players like a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, you know, guys like that, you know, uh, uh, Julio Jones, you know, big name guys, if they start getting COVID and start missing games, there's going to be a lot of changes. Maybe with that within the NFL, NFL, but within the organizations, I feel like the organizations yeah. are going to start requiring them. You know what I mean? Because oh, if the if the if the Browns lose Baker Mayfield for let's say for two games because of COVID, they're not going to be happy about it. They're going to be like, all right, dude, everyone get here, get vaccinated. You know 100%. what I'm saying? They're right? giving you a chance to to you know have your freedom, your privilege, your rights, whatever you're talking about. Right, right. right. You need to go and get vaccinated if this starts to cause a problem. You're forfeiting exactly. games. You might be giving up draft picks. You're losing game checks. It's not worth it whatever right. we're talking about it's, is not worth it it's not just affecting you the person it's affecting the entire team and i think that's where it's going to come into play i'm telling you right now if lamar gets lamar has had COVID twice and he still ain't vaccinated lamar jackson and if and i'm telling you right now if he gets COVID, let's say three quarters of the way through the season and he has to miss a game or two when the ravens are in the playoff hunt dude they're already, they're going to be tight with the zoo. Watch. 100%. 100%. Unex- especially if they're repeat offenders like him, it's inexcusable now at this point. Like, just, just go and get it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's move along to the NFL a little bit more. And speaking of the Ravens, um, they've kind of had a terrible, terrible, I guess, start of the year, so to speak. You know I mean? Not only did they lose running back J.K. Dobbins to a torn ACL, they lost backup running back Gus Edwards to a torn ACL, and they've lost starting cornerback Marcus Peters to a torn ACL. Both are even non-contact injuries in practice, which is out of control. You saw on Monday night's game um, against the Raiders that they started um, – a young, a young running back on the name of Tyson Williams, who did fare pretty well in that game. He did do pretty well, I must say. They signed Le'Veon Bell, the former Steelers running back to the practice squad, along with Devontae Freeman. Now, I'm wondering, is this Tyson Williams kid is going to you know, hold out? He did show, he did have some promise in that game, but again, it was against the Raiders defense. But dude, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, two established little, um, veteran running backs in this league, especially on Le'Veon Bell. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking... Le'Veon Bell at some point 
would be the starter in Baltimore. It's kind of crazy that he went from being a premier back in Pittsburgh, taking a year off, going to New York, getting the bag. Yes, because that's what he wanted. But yet, I think that ruined his career. Obviously, with Adam Gase being there, that didn't help, of course, too. Because I will, so I will say, you know, Adam Gase ruined his career. Like he ruined pretty much everyone else's career. Yeah. But um, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, but whatever. Um, uh, to me, Le'Veon ruined his career by sitting out that year. I know you have another side of that, but let me. I'll say that to you. What do you think about Le'Veon Bell's situation being there? And do you think that he could eventually be not only the let's say could play a key role with the Baltimore Ravens, perhaps be even be a starter. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I'd said the first off terrible thing for the for the injuries of Marcus Peters and uh, uh, Gus Edwards uh, mm-hmm. went through. That's terrible. I think the situation there is that they just got a new practice field. You know what I mean? And that fresh grass, I don't think has settled yet, so it's still stiff. It hasn't broken in. I think it's just it's just taking lives at this point. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's any gas left in the tank for Le'Veon Bell. As they know, they also signed Devonta Freedom to the practice squad. I don't know if Levanta Freeman's uh, body can withstand the punishment of the running back job anymore. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell's running style is good for this kind of an offense. He is not a downhill runner. He's a patient runner. And there was a reason that you could do that behind guys like Alan Fanica and those characters in Pittsburgh versus the guys now who I just don't feel like they are they are put their foot in the ground and go they're not waiting for you to find a little crease like you got to hit the hole and he's not able to that's not his kind of running style mm-hmm. um i think it was better for him to have not hurt injured his body playing running back one and wide receiver two for the steelers for less money than they probably should be paying him for doing two jobs at once uh because the likes of sammy Coates and martavis bryant can't figure out how to play wide receiver um, with all the opportunity they were given there, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that I just don't think in the long run, he would have, they would have run him into the ground. I, I cannot stress enough the, my concern with what is slaveholder mentality, when you run somebody into the ground, mm. we don't, we don't manage rosters anymore. Do we, we don't manage people's workload. I, I, oh, that, that offense was so elite with him, AB, Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? They were killing the but, game. But that's it. But that's the offense. And so if you're telling me it's one wide receiver and a running back and there's no second wide receiver, at some point, they I were mean, flexing him they, out. And didn't they have Emmanuel him. Sanders back then? or who? Are the, who I think he was already out of the door at that point. Was that, he okay. was the third wide receiver, but that's why I said when they replaced him, they replaced him because they thought Sammy Coates and Martavis Bryant were going to be the next dudes, and they were both trash. Martavis Bryant missed the season because of marijuana, and Sammy Coates could not handle the role as a number two wide receiver. He was a three guy. Hmm. So they were flexing their running back one. So first, you're running right into a wall for two plays and then we got to move you outside and you got to catch a first down and he was doing it but then they're like yo we want to pay you six million dollars a year you're crazy you're crazy i'll sit at home you're not gonna run me into the ground uh man i still think they should have paid Le'Veon bell i like i said him taking that year off and going i think going to new york was worse than him taking the year off because new york just ruined it ruined it for 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah well let's move it along let's do a quick recap of week one around the nfl first of course we had the, the big thursday night game between uh dallas and tampa bay came down to the wire of course tom brady leading the way to again once again the game winning field goal with what a minute and a half left he i think when, when dallas kicked that field goal they thought they had it Dude, they thought yeah. they had that. And then, yeah. you know what? Tom Brady looked at him and said, yo, oh, word? Oh, watch, my dear. Watch this. 
and yeah. he Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. You know what I mean? They came out with that victory over the Cowboys. That, that was a heck of a game, I got to admit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It was something special to watch that game. What's your take on it? I mean, because to me, even though Dallas lost the game, they, I feel like they should hold their heads high because Prescott looked good. Okay, Prescott, do not sleep. This dude looked good. But the biggest thing, with I to me, the, the biggest takeaway about this game was the run game and their, or the, I should say, the lack thereof. Because Ezekiel Elliott only had 11 carries for 33 yards. It was just pass, 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 pass. It was all good. Prescott threw the ball 58 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the game quickly, Obed? Uh, my thought is that they outplayed the Buccaneers. They just simply lost the game because Tom Brady's on the other side. They had more passing yards. Uh, the difference was one touchdown and an interception. Uh, yes, the, there's a lack of pa- uh, rushing from the Dallas Cowboys, but they rushed for 60 yards to the 52 yards of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, like, I don't know why people mm-hmm. are making a big deal out of it um, on the Dallas Cowboys side. Yeah, but um, we, they don't, the, the Buccaneers don't have an elite running back like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's their lead guy, but he's not Ezekiel Elliott, dude. He's, he's not as Ezekiel Elliott, but if we, but if it's obvious schematically, you've abandoned the run. Why even run? Mm-hmm. Their coach is Mike McCarthy. You, everybody here is in agreement that Zeke Elliott is a premier player coming from the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That man can play the position and play it well when he has an offensive line and a day offense around him. Right. His uh, his quarter his uh, excuse me his coach has abandoned the run on more than one times when he's in the game. They, they're looking at highlights and they're just like, yo. Zeke Elliott just came through and gave us a clinic on pass protection. If you walk, watch his plays and they were just like, yeah, that's what amazing players do. They find a way to make a difference when they're not calling your number. They weren't handing off. Tom Brady was out here lighting it up. Like it was 2004. So what are you going to do? You're going to run the ball. No, you're going to throw the ball. Like it'll be in a different game. It'll be down the road. They're not going to play another playoff caliber team until like week 11 when they play the Kansas city chiefs. Zeke is going to eat. Don't worry about him. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, next match I want to look at was the Packers getting straight embarrassed dude, by the New Orleans Saints. This game um, was not played in New Orleans. It was played in Jacksonville due to the effects of Hurricane Ida out in New Orleans. But, dude, that boy Aaron Rodgers, that bad man, as we all know he is, he looked oh, he looked like a rookie out there, dude. He didn't look like he had no idea what he was. This is probably one of the worst performances of his career. Going just 15 of 28 for 133 yards and two interceptions. He had a QBR of 13.4. Like, I mean, was this just a great performance by the New Orleans Saints, or was it just Aaron Rodgers just playing just awful? I mean, I, I don't, don't know what to say to this because this is I can't I can't see this happening again the rest of the season. You know, I mean, wow, I couldn't see this happening again the rest of the season, and it that is probably one of the worst beats that I've seen in a long time. I, I don't I don't really have words for it. Did Aaron Rodgers play poorly? Absolutely. I don't remember them having any kind of a semblance of a run game in that game. Now that doesn't absolve them of, of poor play by their quarterback who, I mean, he just threw one up and just threw it to them. I swear he just threw a jump ball to the defense. Like, you know, I had, I was scratching my head. I was like, you couldn't have told me the beginning of the uh, NFL season that we were going to sit down and watch Aaron Rodgers lose that badly to Jameis Winston and the, and the uh, New Orleans. Yo, I, I, you know what? Give it up for Jameis Winston. Dude. This dude oh balled out. He only threw the ball 20 times and he had a, only 148 yards with fourth and four, four, 14 completions, but he had five touchdowns, folks. Five tutties. Five tutties. So efficient. Completion. 
he, I mean, it must be the LASIK, but he, he went out there. He was poised. He took shots. He, he took a clean hit from Zadarius Smith. It should not have been flagged for that. Zadarius clean, hit him clean and he still made the play. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it, this is a testament to what can happen when you take a year, sit the quarterback down, teach them the system and then let them perform. And, Stop where, acting. and a year where you can learn from an elite Hall of Fame QB and Drew Brees. Yeah. Don't push him out the door because I, okay, I get it. Maybe you're Justin Fields and you're sitting behind Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton doesn't deserve to start over Justin Fields. But if you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, absolutely let him sit behind somebody like Alex Smith and let him soak up all that right. knowledge. So when he go. comes out here and he's just lighting up plays, you're like, how does he do that? Well, we've actually studied that play like 700 times in practice. Mm-hmm. He's just never run it in real life, but it was so smooth because he was already prepared. Exactly. And failing to prepare is like preparing to fail. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself, old Ben. Next up, Kyler Murray had a hell of a game for Arizona lighting up the uh, Tennessee Titans out there, man. Kyler, Kyler went off himself accounting for five total touchdowns, including four through the air. Um, tennis. I mean, Tennessee. Yeah. They look, they look kind of soft. You know what I mean? They didn't give Derrick Henry the ball really i mean well i shouldn't say they did give him well he had he had 17 carries but only for 58 yards so i think that was just great defense by arizona the front line of tennessee was just not getting the push that they needed at all but man uh kyler murray looked kyler murray looked good for me you know 21 out of 32 for 289 yards um d hop was balling as well too i i told you well it was last week i said arizona is going to be good you know i think they're going to team that's going to break out this year what's your thoughts on this uh carnals titans matchup that we just saw um, I think this was a slow start by Tennessee. Tennessee only ran like 11% play action. They were one of the highest in the league last year, running 36, 37% uh, uh, play action. So they went away from what works for them. Didn't really target their studs. Uh, but, you know, Taylor Luan, uh, left tackle for the Titans, actually came out on uh, social media with an apology to the fans and big up respect to Chandler Jones, who I think is the story of this game. You know, okay, 289 and four touchdowns. This man had... Five, uh, uh, sacks. T- five sacks, four tackles for loss. I'm pretty sure he had a forced fumble. You know, he was the monster on this offensive, on this defensive line that just made it. He, he, he literally ended anything that the Tennessee Titans wanted to do while mm-hmm. the offense, the defense as a whole, uh, who has definitely been much improved since the days of Patrick Peterson kept, uh, Derrick Henry in check. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a guy, I think he had like nine rushing yards at halftime. You know, the the guy we call King Henry pushing people, you know, uh, pushing dudes out the gym, uh, couldn't get anything going against the NFC West defense. But I think you're going to see that out of the NFC West teams. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Arizona, my team, my team, my surprise team for the year, for sure. Um, Next up, next matchup I want to talk about was with involved rookie QB. Trevor Lawrence starting uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, I, I think I, I called this game. I knew Houston would come out and get this dub. I told you I'm not a fan of rookie QB starting right away. And Trevor Lawrence, he did okay for a rookie. But I knew they wouldn't. Jacksonville's just a poor team. Let's just be honest. Jacksonville is yeah, a very, I was very say, bad team. I was going to say, this, this probably has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. 28 for 332, three touchdowns. Yeah, you don't like the picks. But mm-hmm. 332 yards on 28 passes. The yeah. problem with the Jaguars, you got Carlos Hyde taking nine carries. And James Robinson getting five. Yeah, I mean, but it's just a bad team overall, dude. They have no defensive prowess whatsoever. Houston, you know, Tyrod Taylor was did did pretty did pretty well, just under three hundred yards there. Uh, Mike Ingram had almost hundred yards rushing, the veteran running back there. But yeah, I mean, this is just 
a poor team going up against another poor team and the better poor team just happened to ha- have won the game. You know what I mean? Cause Houston's not in the, Houston's not going to be an elite. At a, I mean, uh, when, when in the, the world know? would you think that Mark Ingram could end up with uh, a, a 20, 26 carries yeah. to Mark Ingram? I, I don't know. This is a fluke game, you know, right. Houston played, I think, <laughs> Houston just showed that they have more pros on their team. Danny Amendola came off the, the couch and got a touchdown. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Cooks, you know, like I said, on that squad, on that receiving court, even Randall Cobb is, oh no, he knew me. Randall Cobb's not doing He was back in Green yeah. Bay. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, Houston just, Houston's going to be a bad team. Houston was one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. I mean, they're going to have to ride it out with Tyrod Taylor and this squad because we all know Deshaun Watson is not going to be playing um, the rest of the season for the Houston Texans. And we're going to actually going to talk about him and him in a, in, a, in a couple minutes. But yeah, Jacksonville, it is what it is. But I think they got a long way to go. Don't, expect much from Jacksonville this year folks that's all I'm saying about no, that um, another matchup was the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cleveland Browns this was a good one yo this was a real good one here the Browns were actually winning for I think yeah. for the majority of the game uh, but Kansas City did hold on to that victory 33 29 yes they were yeah. no I mean Patrick Mahomes was efficient as it was 27 of 36 with 337 and three scores um, through the air didn't run the ball too much with Kyle Edwards Larry. Only had 43 yards in the ground. But yeah, I think I think this is this was a very a good confidence builder game for Cleveland to say that they can stick with the best of the best. And even though they came up short, it was like, you know what, they weren't that far off. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your take on this one? You know, I mean, I understand OBJ being out is real hard for them to overcome but I don't really believe that. I think that this team is far better when he's not out there. Um, they don't have a alpha wide receiver, but I don't think this offense is created to need an alpha wide receiver. Um, I think what really under uh, undermined them was that they uh, were lacking in, you know, quarterback play, right? Okay. You put up 321 yards, but if you look at the stat lead sheet, the only people that were really cooking were the running backs right? You got the tight ends involved. Great. Jarvis Landry got involved. Great. Schwartz came off the bench for the rookie guy that came out. Great. Um, I see the, both the running backs got involved in the in uh, the, the mm-hmm. game as far as receivers, but it's, Baker Mayfield, you guys got to get, he's got to be able to score touchdowns. He cannot leave the game like this against a team mm-hmm. like this and not have scored one touchdown. Mm-hmm. The guy on the other side of the ball is going to come and get three or four with ease. You got to be able to answer. And a lot of times Baker Mayfield does not answer. Right. I mean, dude, to me, OBJ obviously being out hurts them, but he is that alpha number alpha receiver. I'm sorry. I'll disagree with you that, that they don't have one. OBJ is that dude. They may not have had one this game, but don't sleep on Jarvis Landry, dude. Jarvis Landry is, is a guy who can get 100, 100 receptions in a season for sure. You know what I mean? Um, I think he led the NFL in the receptions one year, years back when he was with Miami. So, but I mean, dude, I think, OBJ not being out there for sure hurts them. I think Cleveland at hundred percent strength is a different, is a different squad, but yeah, I will back you up and say Baker Mayfield needs to be a little bit more aggressive with the football. Um, I mean, he only threw the ball 28 times. So he was only 21 out of 28. So he was efficient with the football for sure. But I think, I guess also that's on uh, Kevin Stefanski for not calling the, you know, not calling the more passing plays, you know, but you also have a two headed monster in, in Chubb and Hunt running the rock. You know what I mean? So, I don't think it's a bad performance by Cleveland at all. I think they came out early, strong early. They matter of fact, they went for two, that two point conversion on the first possession on the first touchdown. Okay, you know, beat them. 
you know it's what I like mean? It came right yeah. out and said, "Yo, we're not scared. We're not. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. You know, we're gonna come out here. We're gonna come out strong." So I think a shout out to Cleveland for doing that. So I, like I said, I, I like where Cleveland is at right now, even with the loss. And I think they'll be okay, dude. I think Cleveland's no, gonna be okay. I, I think they'll be fine. I, I was saying that I don't think this offense needs a wide receiver one. Again, as a Patriots fan, I watched a lot of two tight end sets when there was no true alpha wide receiver for the Patriots, and their best two uh, players were tight ends right how mm-hmm. often they have that i mean right no for sure for sure i mean yeah i totally get that you know their best players were must to hit like i mean what is it dave baker mayfield must have hit like eight or nine different receivers in this game that's great you're sprinkling it around when you got to make some plays in there where you're hitting guys in the end zone you're getting i mean a lot of it isn't his fault because the punter you know messes up the punt but i think you put him in that scenario because you only have 29 points right you should probably be up 45 to whatever it was if you go out there and you get those touchdowns but i think they're in a good place i agree with you yeah yeah okay all right uh next matchup i wanted to look at was the sunday night matchup between the rams and the bears matthew stafford he shined in his rams debut over Chicago, he looked good, dude. Matt, Matt Staff, dude. And again, MVP guy. Yeah, you. yeah, man. That's why I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. He looked good, twenty for twenty six, three hundred twenty one yards and three scores. Um, man, I think how. Let me ask you this question, Obed. How good do you think Los Angeles can be now that they have a legit QB in in, in Stafford? Um, I mean, I think they can be a top five team. Honestly, you know, just they were they were unleashed. They were finally you know, able to open up the full playbook and do that. They, they, I don't think Jared Goff would have hit Van Jefferson, you know, play, play recognition and understood that Van's got a great one-on-one matchup and is going to be his guy. And I got to trust him to make that throw. He doesn't, Jared Goff doesn't trust that guy unless it is the tight end. The guy is seven yards away from the line of scrimmage or it's Cooper cup, you know, and, and knowing you have confidence in your ability to throw the ball, which is your core job as a quarterback, you got a guy like Matt Stafford, who I think could take them where they want to go. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a good squad for sure. As I mentioned, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and actually win it over my Buffalo Bills. Sorry, sorry, Bills Mafia. But on the other side, Chicago, how long before we see rookie QB Justin Fields appear for the Bears? Um, I mean, I'll say this as as a person on the outside. I think it's going to be soon, but I think we didn't see him because you don't want your your quarterback, your rookie quarterbacks. Welcome to the NFL to be against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> sorry. You don't want him having a throw against Yo. Jalen Ramsey. I understand that he's going to have those games. I would rather him have his three interception game after he's had like two or three good starts. Right. And that maybe could start next week with the Bengals. Personally, I think they throw him out there against the Lions and let him play through so he can get ready for the Packers. He he's going to have to take his lumps in the middle of the of the season because they're going to be playing the Packers at home. They're going to go to Tampa Bay and then they got to come home and play the Niners. Then mm. they got to go to the Steelers and they got to come home and play the Ravens. Oof. So yeah, right. Like yeah, it's either, their schedule looks rough, and you got Arizona you know, later in the year. Packers you know, and you know, it's man. long season, and so yeah, you know, you kind of want to protect him and give him time to grow and improve. We've talked about this, um, but I just think that he's going to get the chance. Andy Dalton isn't going to be able to go home and play at Soldier Field and play that poorly. Because he's going to be a lot of boo birds. That's all I can say. <laughs> yep, for sure. For sure. Um, and I also wanted to talk on the Bills and the Steelers game. Um, of course, I was disappointed. Don't really want to talk about it too much here, but Bills were up in this game, what, 10 nothing, And they just let this one slip away. 
What happened here, Obed? I, you know, <laughs> I, we talked it, about this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, 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 please. We talked about this last year. I felt like the Bills were a very dangerous offense that could do whatever they wanted because they had three solid wide receivers you had to account for. John Brown is a professional. Cole Beasley is a professional. Stefan Diggs is a professional. If you don't play these guys up, somebody's going to get open, right? Somebody's going to get an opportunity. Cole Beasley had eight, uh, uh, eight receptions. I think he might've had 13 looks. Uh, Stefan Diggs had nine receptions. I think he had, might've had 15, 16 looks, you know, like there's going to be a lot of passes. It's Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis, that third, excuse me, the third wide receiver role is Cole Beasley in the slot is very important role. The second wide receiver role is very important. Emmanuel Sanders got a lot of opportunity, a lot of work, but I don't know if Emmanuel Sanders has gas left in the tank for what they're trying to do. Mm. Um, there's tape on, on Josh Allen. Now there's tape on the kind of things Josh Allen likes to do. What you think is improvised improvisation really is them playing those strengths, a late crossing pattern, a hook underneath, you know, he played against the best, one of the arguably best defenses in the league. So, you know, it's tough to start this way, but now you are on top. You got a first round, you got a first place schedule out of the AFC. So you're going to see the kind of stuff they would have gave Tom Brady. They would have gave Tom Brady the Steelers on game one. He would have came out here and played better than this. That's what they're asking the kid to do. Yeah. You know, obviously we had the touchdown on the special teams on the, on the missed punt there, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was kind of something, you know, um, I just think the Buffalo Buffalo Bills, they just, I think, got a little, probably got a little bit overconfident at a point in this one. Uh, kind of just came out flat in the second half because they didn't do much at all. Um, shout out to the Steelers who come up with this victory. But, you know, I was surprised. Najee Harris, he had 16 carries, only 45 yards. So I thought he would kind of be, have a little bit of a bigger, uh, better showing. You know what I mean? And we'll talk about the receiving core for the Bills here a little bit. That's why I kind of want to stay off it for a second here, Obed. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, Steelers won the game. It is what it is. I think Buffalo needs to just come out with a little – they, they, like I said, they just came out flat in the second half to me. That's what it was, and they're a little, probably a little bit overconfident. I can understand that. So I think that's what it more was for me. Thinking that they've got this at home. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I can game, see that. I get that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think they ran very well against uh, – oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I think okay. they ran well against the Steelers. Mm -hmm. um, in short doses, obviously, you know, they, I don't know why uh, Zach Moss was inactive. Uh, the coach said – McDermott said it was a numbers game. I don't know what that means. Um, I think he – But yeah, Matt Brito was active and got the got to carry the run? Yeah. Come on. Right. Zach I mean, Moss? maybe I don't agree with that. Being some gamesmanship. Yeah, I don't uh, agree with it either. I think it's gamesmanship, but you know. Yeah, it is what it is. We we are. Um, last game I wanted to talk about was your uh, Patriots um, coming up short against the Dolphins. I'm sure you have a lot to say about this one a bit. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. This was one of this is a very inspiring game for me. I felt like Mac Jones played amazing uh, for what they asked him to go out there and do mm. ran the offense effectively was efficient. Uh, you could tell the kid was measured. You know, I think very few people have stepped into this role. I'm not taking shots at cam, but very few people have stepped into this role and think I have to play as well as the starter. And that's even when the starter was on the, on the team and just wasn't available, right? Whether he had torn his ACL, whether he had uh, been suspended by the league, could you step in and play well and be effective? I didn't feel like cam did that. He did that less often than not. Uh, Mac Jones did it. They look good. It's just, you can't give the game away with a fumble that late 
Yeah. I mean, Miami, even though the Miami got the, got the dub here, but um, they didn't light up. They deserve the dub. They got the dub, but did they deserve the dub? (laughs) Not only did they not light up the, uh, the scoreboard, they didn't light up the stat sheet either, you know, to attack just over 200 yards. um, Didn't run the ball that much at all. You know what I mean? But Hey, they got the, they got the victory. So it is what it is. Um, before we get into our next minute, I have one other thing I wanted to just quickly ask you about Obed and talk about here on here on what's the word entertainment. Um, the Houston Texans, we all know they've got a tough, I guess, situation doing with quarterback Deshaun Watson. We've talked about it quite a bit here on, on the show. It's been said that they've come out and said they want a combination of six players and picks for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's just a whole lot, whether it's it could be one player and five draft picks, two players and four draft picks, whatever. They want a total of six things here. I mean, I'm not sure anyone is going to pay or for this much, pay this much for Now, granted, is he worth it? Yeah, he's worth it. But at the current time, is he worth it? And I don't think so because of his legal off the field issues. Remember, Remember, there's an old saying that people always say, you know, is somebody worth it? You know, somebody gets paid, you know, $800 million, whatever, because is that guy worth it? Is this guy worth it? What is this? Is this you? Is she worth this? Whatever the case is, you're only worth what someone is willing to pay for you. Okay. You can feel that you're worth $10 million a year, but if someone's only willing to give you seven, that means you're only worth $7 million a year. Okay. And even, if, even in, even in real, the real, in the, you know, say I quote the real world, you know, yeah. uh, your job, let's say you want to, you want to, you apply for a job and you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, but the company says, Hey, listen, you can only, we're only going to give you 80. You know what? You're only, you're only worth 80,000, even though yeah. you may think you're worth a hundred, you're only worth $80,000. So yeah. the Texans being that they want six, I don't think there's worth it, dude, because of the off field issues. We know it's so much uncertainty surrounding it with these, with these allegations and whether or not official charges are going to be filed. Is he going to be indicted? Is he going to have to, you know, appear in court? And that's going to, that's going to turn everything around if it is there's been rumors that he that miami's interested in him you know we know with tua to me it, they're asking too much they're asking too much for a player that may never even play in the nfl again um you know and this is uh the you would think that a place like the nfl would understand value but they don't they mislabel players they miscast players in certain positions. They overpay for trash. They underpay for real talent. Um, I think a lot of NFL executives listen to the stories of some of the worst trades ever, like the great trade robbery where Herschel Walker went to from the Cowboys to the Vikings uh, for you know five or six picks all within the first and second round of two years and then five players as well. You know, like people paying up a buttload to go up and draft the likes of RG3 or, uh, you know, uh, Ricky Williams or Ryan mm-hmm. Leaf, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and it is just ego and bravado. He's not worth that many picks. He's not worth players and picks. He's worth three first round picks and that's it. That's it. And, and my problem is the person orchestrating this trade is Scott Pioli and he is thoroughly screwed the pooch on this situation even though he seen i thought he had some great years in uh, the nfl working for the patriots as a gm guy i just feel like at every impasse we just keep hearing about how much worse it is like they let uh they let deshaun watson go to show up to training camp didn't put him on the non-football injury list had him taking snaps at fourth running back and playing safety what if he gets injured there is no trade value for him yes he has to yeah. Right. Like what if he gets injured out here doing stupid stuff? Okay. Well, so we're just going to make him inactive every game day. 
guaranteeing his paychecks and forcing him to have to come into the building when it's obvious the relationship is, no, is nowhere to be seen and he doesn't need to be here anymore. Right. That, I, I, yeah. I think it's too much, dude. And I think I, agree. I, I, I agree. He, not only will he not play for Houston ever again, it's hard to say that it, will he play in the NFL ever again, but we'll 24, see 24 cases. 24, 22, you, 22, 22, 22, excuse me. Excuse that's me. a Let's whole see, you know. lot, dude. That's a whole lot. 22. Of cases. That's crazy. 22. That's crazy, dude. Um, let's get into our next segment called You Right, You Mad. What each of us will ask the other. We'll make bold statements to one another, and we'll other one will say us if we're correct or if we're just outright crazy or bad. I say to you first up, if not signed by the Washington football team this week, quarterback Cam Newton is done in the NFL. I say you're mad. And I say this because. Trevor Lawrence needs a backup. Florida, uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are, are a absolute shit show. And if you <laughs> saw Urban Meyer's response to his name being talked about the USC position, I don't think he has any yeah. faith that he's going to last in this job longer than five weeks, especially if after, you know, being the coach out there for four or five months through the summer, this is the first game. This is the product he put on the field in this first game. He's not going to last long. Chip Kelly did better than this, and Chip Kelly was ousted by the league within three years. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, to me, I think this is an easy no-brainer for Washington to sign a Cam Newton. You can reunite him with his old with his old head coach and uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera out hmm. in Washington. Because right now, Fitzpatrick is out with a hip injury. He's on the IR. They're starting uh, Taylor pass me my Heineke beer over there. So, you know what I mean? And I don't know how long this is going to be sustainable. We got, I mean, why not sign Cam Newton? Hey, he said it himself. The reason he couldn't stay in New England is because they thought he was going to be a distraction. But if you're willing to say that in public, it's because you know that you, what you bring to the table is more about off the field than on the field. So why don't you stop being a distraction and play? You can't, your arm hurts. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. But to Sherman, I have my own you right, you mad, to you. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis are downgrades from John Brown in the Buffalo offense. Obed, you mad. I mean, John Brown was a good, was a, was a great player. You know, he, you know, now he's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. He was a speedy yeah. guy, um, you know, but being him saying he's better than Davis and Sanders combined. No, I'm going to have to say you mad, dude. John Brown, like I said, his nickname, they called him Smokey, Smoke, you know, Smoke, you know what I mean? For being, he was a fast dude. But I mean, he, he only had, let's say, I'll say this, his best, his best season in the NFL was his first year last year with, um, with the Buffalo Bills, excuse me, in 2019. He had, I think, what, 72 receptions for just over 1,000 yards and six scores. But you, Manuel Sanders is a veteran dude, been in the league, what going on what 10 11 years now he got drafted in 2010 by pittsburgh um he had his best year back in when he in 2014 when he was with denver of course they had to pay manning at that time so he had over 1400 yards and nine scores so you can see what he can do with an elite qb i think it is something to say that now he's with josh allen which i said i think it's going to be an mvp can't mvp candidate again this year like he was last year um so i think just from that standpoint emmanuel sanders you combining him now, Gabriel Davis, obviously, Gabriel Davis is a uh, second-year player um, that was signed in the fourth round by Buffalo last year out of UCF. 
So I'm not too sure about how he's going to do, you know, kind of so far, you know, he had what 35 catches last year for just under 600 yards. So he was okay as a rookie for a rookie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not bad at all. I'm like I said, no slight mm-hmm. him and, and getting the, and scoring seven times. That's, that's great yeah. for a rookie, right? for a rookie yeah. receivers. That's good. Don't get me wrong. So, I mean, so there's potential there, but him combining that with Sanders. No, I'm going to have to say you Matt, on this one saying that it's a down a downgrade from John Brown. That's fair. They better, he better pick it up. That's all I got to <laughs> see. My fantasy yeah. team needs it. <laughs> okay. All right. And you got one more for me, Obed? I, I do have one for you, Sherman. Uh, so, you know, just in keeping with our, our uh, thoughts of Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville should fire Urban Meyer immediately. Dude, you mad? Come on. One game in. One game. Come on. We're talking about one game? We're talking about one game. We're talking about one game. Nah, man. I mean, I get it. Clayton Helton was just fired from USC. USC. There's an opportunity for Urban Meyer to go back there. But I know, as you said before, he's not going there. I mean, USC did get embarrassed by Stanford in their, in their, at home the other day. But, dude, Jack, there's no way Urban Meyer leaves after one game. He loves – I think he I think he loves Trevor Lawrence. He wants to give it an actual real shot in the NFL. He can't – I don't think you can – I don't think he should give up on somebody in one game. And then here's the thing. Um, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, is it Khan, I believe? I think yeah, it? yeah. Khan, 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 yeah, yeah Mon Khan. I don't think he's ready to give up on Urban Meyer after one game. And he knows this is his, this is the guy's first time in the NFL. He's not going to fire the dude for one game in. I mean, no, no, no. give it some time. And like I said before, this is what I was kind of getting to before. They don't have the players. This is not a good – this is a one-win team from a year ago. Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, true. This is a one-year team that, that had to suck to get Trevor Lawrence, of course. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's a long way from Urban Meyer even, even being at risk of his job. I think Jacksonville maybe wins four games this year. Let's say five. Now that it's yeah. a 17-game schedule instead of a 16-game yeah. schedule, maybe they win five games. But they're just, I feel like they're just going to chalk that one up to, hey, bad team, rookie coach. It is what it is. And, you know, we'll see if they can improve next year. So, no, the Jaguars should not fire Urban Meyer immediately. Okay. Um, let's get on. Hey, to that's the, fair. That's okay. Fair. All right. Let's move it on to the picks. Obed. Um, if I do say so myself, I did pretty good last week going 12 and four. You unfortunately went nine and seven. Um, yeah. I'm glad I made a couple of last minute changes at the end there. <laughs> it was so, tough. It was, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, yeah. I'll say this. I think the, the games that I lost were games that they probably shouldn't have lost. You know, I, 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 outside of Jacksonville, Jacksonville is definitely not putting out a quality product. They're probably going to lose every game, but mm-hmm. New England shouldn't have lost. Green Bay definitely should have tried to play. Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore should have, uh, should have won their game. Baltimore gave know. that one away at the end. Minnesota I, gave it away, you know. Yeah, Buffalo yeah, I was shocked. It away. I was shocked at that Cincinnati Minnesota game, man. Wow, it's good for Me them. Too. But Me yeah, too, you know? but that Baltimore one, that was a thriller on Monday night for sure. I was, I had a lot of respect for, uh, for David Carr, you know, ending the Derek week, Carr. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, uh, ending the week with throwing the most passing yards for a quarterback week one, 435 this year. It was, it was, it was good. He, uh, yeah. he lit it up. That was Darren good. Waller is that dude too. Yeah, he is. Let's move on. So week two, uh, first matchup we will look at is Thursday night game tomorrow night, the New York football giants at Washington. Um, I'm the fact that they're going with, uh, like I said, Tyler passed me my Heineke beer uh, at QB. I'm going with New York on this one, Obed. I just don't know what to be afraid of on New York. Uh, offensively, yes, but defensively, 
you know, Tyler Heineke played very well in his start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they he returned did, he everybody. Did. So he did. He did. If he can, if he can play well against the champions, I think he can play well against a team that just, you know, doesn't look good. and hasn't looked good for over two years. Right. Okay. All right. So you go on Washington, that one. All right. Go on Washington, that one. Cincinnati at Chicago. Um, I'm going Cincinnati here on this one. Chicago, we don't really know what their identity is quite yet. You know, being with Andy Dalton, you know, Justin Fields is in waiting. So we'll see how that turns out. But I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Like I mentioned before, he had a good performance against Minnesota last week. Yeah, they had a good performance against Minnesota. I think they're going to keep it going. You know, their defense did give up some plays, but uh, offensively, I mean, if you got <laughs> if you got Jamar Chase out there embarrassing guys like that, oh uh, you're, you're not you're not. Yo, hurting. he put my man Pat P on skates, son. Unnecessary. Oh that is unnecessary. He need to have some respect. Okay, Just, that's a, <laughs> it's a quality athlete out there. All right, he might be a little old, but you can't do that to your. We got, yo, we got to put some spec on Pat P. But damn, Jamar Chase Gosh. broke this dude's ankles. Gave, oh, gave him an extra my. shake just because he could. Just gave oh, him an extra my. shake just because he could. Yeah, and I walked can, it off. I can see why the Bengals drafted him instead of an offensive lineman uh, in the draft this year. But man, uh, next one up, Houston at Cleveland. I think it's an easy one here. Cleveland all the way. Houston's just a bad squad. Yeah, you know, like I said, I think Jacksonville deserved their L, but you'll never see a Houston team come out here and have 26 rushes to Mark Ingram who couldn't get a job in any other big team. Come on. <laughs> um, Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Going to go Los Angeles again in this one. Stafford, like I said, balled out before, so I expect them to get this dub here again. No, self-explanatory, yeah. Yep. Um, Buffalo at Miami. You got to go Buffalo once again here. Um Tough loss week one against the Steelers. I think they bounce back uh, on the road. I think they bounce back big on the road. Yep. New England at New York. The Jets, horrible, horrible team. I believe they lost their starting right tackle, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bakhti. In that Yikes. one, he had a bad, bad injury, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. So I'm going to go New England here in this one. Yeah, I'm going New England. Yep, yep. Um, next up, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Philadelphia came out with that victory over Atlanta. Atlanta looks really bad. Uh, but just just throwing that out there. But in this matchup, San Francisco all the way. San Francisco almost lost their one to Detroit. Detroit came back. So this, it kind of worries me about San Francisco's defense that you left as many points up to, to a bad Detroit team. But I will go San Fran over, over Philly here. So they pulled a bunch of starters. San Francisco pulled a bunch of starters in the game after they got up big uh, and then, you know, started giving up bad defensive assignment plays because these guys are not starters. These guys weren't intending to play at all. Uh, I think what happened is the game got away from Shanahan as far as injuries. Like he made Trey Sermon inactive. He then only went with Raheem Mostert and Eli Mitchell. Raheem Mostert then got injured. So all he had was uh, Eli Mitchell because Jermichael Hasty was only active to play special teams. Like Mm -hmm. if Shanahan manages the roster like that again in another game, he's going to lose and it's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'll be okay this week. Okay. Oh, and just kind of correct myself before it was the Jets lineman, um, Makai Becton, who's who Becton. got he got out. He's gonna be out for at least four to six weeks. So the Jets have no protection. They're gonna be bad for a while. Um, next one up, Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh here, even though Vegas got that thrilling victory in overtime uh, against Baltimore Monday night. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh here in this one at home. Yeah, I think people are missing on the low that Baltimore lost, and in losing Marcus Peters, they lost a lot. I think they have another defensive injury that they're missing uh, on that uh, line as well. Uh, so the Baltimore defense that we know to be very threatening, I don't think it's going to be as, you know, as good as it has been in the past because of the injuries they sustained this year. So watch out for them to give up some points. Um, but yeah, I'm going 
I'll go in Pittsburgh in this one. Okay. New Orleans at Carolina. I'm going to go New Orleans again here. Um, man, they looked good. They looked sharp. They look effective. Even against Green Bay, it was a bad performance by Aaron Rodgers in that squad. But I'm going to go in New Orleans over Carolina. I'm going to go with New Orleans as well. I mean, Green Bay seems to do this every now and again where they give us one duck game and then they start going on his hair. So, yep, uh, yep. Denver at Jacksonville, huh? kind of a snoozer game here. I think we're both going Denver this one. Yep. Yep, Denver. Uh, Minnesota, Arizona. I, again, I expect big things from Arizona. Let's go cards. Yep. Uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, this is, this is, this is I think they're going to mop the floor with Atlanta. I'm expecting a score of, let's say, I don't know, 32 to, to 10, if not even 38 to 10 or something like that. Maybe maybe yeah. even less than less for Atlanta, maybe even 38 to three in this one. Yeah, those wide receivers are going to go have fun out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dallas at the Los Angeles charges. Um, you know, it's funny. I was originally going to go uh, Los Angeles, but now that I'm looking at it and I think I'm going to go Dallas. Dallas, like I said before, coming off that tough loss that at the, at the last minute to Tampa Bay, I'm actually going to change my pick to Dallas here. Yeah, I think, you know, Los Angeles has a good defense. They've got uh, the old, uh, excuse me, a defensive assistant from the Niners on their team now, and they have their own Bosa. So I imagine Los Angeles is going to play well. They played, uh, you know, outside of one missed amazing interception that they could have had. I think Los Angeles would have played a lot better against Miami on the defensive side of things, but they did come away with that W. I think they'll come away with the W on this one too. All right, all right. Tennessee at Seattle. Um, I'm going to go Seattle all the way here. Russell Wilson looked looked great uh, last week. Looked efficient. Like I said, my MVP uh, winner for this for this upcoming season. So let's go Seahawks. Yeah, I was hoping to see something out of Tennessee as far as their new OC Todd Downing, but he seems to want to run that team into the ground, and he's doing well <laughs> from week one. So go Seattle. <laughs> Um, the Sunday night matchup is going to be a big one. Kansas City at Baltimore. Uh, I got to go KC. As you mentioned before, Baltimore's defense is going to be hurting without Marcus Peters. Um, Kansas City is is Kansas City, as we know. They've got they still got Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Unfortunately, a- after that, they don't really have much of an offensive threat. We'll see how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can continue to be successful. But let's go Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Okay. Last up, the Monday night matchup, which should be an easy one for Green Bay, but we all thought that against New Orleans. Uh, Detroit at the, at, the, at the Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers goes off. I think he's going to come out angry and agitated from last week in his performance. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 41 to 13 here, Green Bay. You know, I mean, it's going to be Lambeau leaps, but how long before they pull people out? I know Green Bay is going to win this game. It'll probably be by more than 27. I'll say that. All right. That is going to do it for us this week here, folks, on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, any last words for the people before we head out here? Guys, the summertime is dwindling down slowly. Football season is here. I know it's hard to think about others right now because all we're worried about is looking at our fantasy teams and getting ready for the next game day. Uh, Mm -hmm. But do something nice for your loved ones because obviously you're very busy right now. Yeah, man. Yo, fantasy is in full effect, dude. I got to say, I won both of my leagues. So I'm okay. one to know on both of my leagues. So let's go. All that matters. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I'm ready. You I'm got ready, it, baby. Ready to take this crown, you know? But I uh, want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter at the WWENT for Obed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.